I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today, we're going to be talking to you about better after a breakup. Probably hard to believe right at this moment. It truly is. Anything could be better after a breakup. It, it truly is. Uh, breakups are incredibly painful. Yeah. In fact, I really think it's one of the most painful things that you could ever have happen to you. Absolutely. You know, as many of you guys that have been watching my channel for a while know, my mom passed away several years ago. And while that was really difficult, the breakup pain that I had was far worse. Yes. Which is ironic because really the pain of losing your parents should be the most painful thing because that's the person that was keeping you safe and alive. But that's a long time ago. But and this is now. Yeah. The, the pain that you feel, and I, I have a lot of people that tell me this, that they had a mom or dad that passed away, or somebody close to them, right. and the breakup is far more painful. Because it brings up all those old feelings in addition to the new ones. They don't all totally go away. We work through them over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, but the breakup is right there in your face. It calls up the old feelings and adds a whole new layer of new painful feelings. And the How other wonderful. Yeah, lucky you. What's going to get better? Tell me now. The other thing, Margaret, is that with death, we kind of know that it's final. Exactly. And it's much easier to grieve. Yes. Because with a breakup, oftentimes that person comes back or we're wondering if they're going to come back. And so you can't grieve quite normally either. Very, very difficult. But one of the things that I focus on with this channel, if you haven't noticed, is far more about relationships and psychology and understanding yourself and healing yourself and growing as a person. And it, it, it's in addition to trying to re-attract an ex. Yes. Because, you know, I have over 15 years experience as a therapist. I was a behavior analyst for almost four years. Margaret has over 35 years of experience who's outstanding. And believe me, I've known a lot of clinicians. When you're getting a Skype with Margaret, you'll see how insightful she is. And she picks up on themes that only the best therapists in the world would pick up on. And I got to toot your horn there, Margaret. Because well, this you... is why I hang out with you, <laughs> She really is incredible. And I still learn from her all the time. And so, you're getting 50 years of experience plus when we're coming here and putting out these videos. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in learning and bettering ourselves as clinicians all the we're time. We're learning too. To try and grow to help you as well. So sometimes when you guys ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I'll go ask Margaret or I'll look it up because I want to know to help you guys too. Okay? Sure. So we better ourselves through your breakups right. as well. Yes. So there are so many things you're going to learn going through a breakup. Obviously, 
you're going to feel a lot of guilt, a lot of pain, you'll be depressed. A sense of loss, yes. Anxious, scared, it's horrible. Yeah. But I really believe, Margaret, that nothing motivates a human being like a breakup. To grow? To grow. Yes. I really have seen it and I can see it and all of you guys, when I talk to you guys every day, you always tell me how hard you're working, all of these changes you're making, and you know, it's incredible. How, how many of you guys are making these huge changes in your life? Why did this happen? What can I do to prevent it from happening again? Right. So, in a way, this sounds like Pollyanna, and I apologize, but you can look at a breakup as an invitation to grow. And sometimes, if things turn out well, an invitation to grow together. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what we want for you guys. Not everybody's going to reattract an ex, right. but if you do the work, if you work on yourself and make those long-lasting changes, you're going to be a success story no matter what. Right. And that's what we truly believe here, is that even if for some reason you don't ever have another opportunity, the information that you have, if you watch all the content we put out, honestly, Margaret, I think they would be a lot more knowledgeable than many clinicians out there. There are some clinicians out there, absolutely right. Because the more work we do on ourselves, the more insightful we are. And I think in many ways, the healthier the people we attract. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And so, even if you don't have another opportunity with that person, you're going to find people that blow you away. And you're going to attract them, and you're going to keep them. Obviously, some of the things that you're going to learn about in my channel is attachment styles. Attachment. You know, there's the major attachment styles of secure, anxious, and avoidant, but we've also discussed disorganized. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that gets a little bit confusing for people is that, you know, disorganized is, you know, an attachment style that really does affect quite a bit of people. Oh, yes. And for you guys that are watching, a lot of people that would be a borderline would have a Absolutely. disorganized attachment style, Something right? Something goes terribly wrong with the attachment process, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And people that are adopted often have a disorganized attachment style. Margaret has had incredible knowledge on people that have been yes. about adopted. And surprisingly, I get a lot of people that are dealing with adoption. Well, it's not a surprise that they're dealing with relationships and attachments because sometimes they don't even know what happened to them. Mm -hmm. What they do know is they have some really ugly feelings inside. Mm -hmm. and, you know, because attachment for them, if you're in three or four... I had a kid one time that I worked with when he was in foster care and he had had ten placements before he was seven. We expect wow. him to attach like a normal human being. It ten be. placements before he was seven. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. You can't even imagine You can't even yourself. imagine. Oh, you're my foster mother. Oh, you're my new mother. How oh. could you trust anybody? You couldn't. Um, although, believe it or not, I ran into him on the street years later. And he was six feet something. He was little when I knew him. He was ten and bratty. But he had done amazingly well. Wow. Um, you know, from, from coming from what he came from. So, you know, there are a few things that can't be solved if we can pray long enough and think long enough about how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there are, there are many things that happen to people through no fault of their own, even with the toxic people we were just talking about earlier today. Nobody ever said, I want to grow up to drive everybody nuts, unless they were really, really angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, 
you are in a position where you can use this to motivate yourself to be the best version of yourself that you've ever been. I talk to people every day, they start exercising, yep. they start eating a better diet. Yep. Obviously, when you're learning about attachment theory, you're going to learn about yourself, you're going to learn about your needs, you're going to learn about these unconscious behaviors and desires that you had no idea you even needed or right. were affecting you. Yeah. You're going to learn how to be a better partner for your partner because you're going to understand their needs and their desires better. And we tend to repeat what went wrong in an effort to understand it. And we'd like to have you understand it without having to repeat it because it was bad the first time, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And so that's why we're trying to make all of these issues conscious to you yeah. because you can't fix a problem until you know what it is. I'll give you a very simple example. A woman I worked with a few years ago had married three or four alcoholics and as it turned out, all because she wasn't able to fix her father. For some reason, she thought that was her job. She couldn't get him to stop drinking and spent her childhood trying to help him to stop drinking. And because she had never been successful in that, she was trying to repeat it in the present. If she had known that earlier or known how to think about that earlier, she might not have married the same guy three times. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know? And so that's what we're trying to help you do. We're trying to better you through all of the information that we put out. And you can see that nobody is putting out the content that we are here. And we're proud of that, okay? And we... We work hard at it. We do. And we're always trying to learn to help, even if we can come up with one new thing to teach you yes. in a video, that's one new thing that you didn't learn that might make the difference between getting an ex back and keeping them. Yeah. You are in a position where I know you feel absolutely the lowest you've ever felt. Use that to motivate you. Look within yourself. You can learn, what did I do wrong? What will I do differently in the next relationship? When I find somebody that I'm really attracted to again, or when my ex does come back around again. Because one of those things is gonna happen. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, one of those two things is going to happen. Sure. And all you could do is stay motivated, stay dedicated to yourself, and improving to be the best version of yourself that you can. And, you know, I get success stories all the time. And whether it's about getting somebody back or, you know, I had a guy recently update me that I've been working for with months say, I'm dating like six different beautiful girls right now. He goes, maybe this is a success story that you were talking about. Yeah, for him it was. His ex was wound up being like really flaky and immature and she regressed and she wasn't even the woman that she had been in the relationship. So he was really disappointed, but now he's dating six girls. And believe me, he's happy. I'm sure he's I'm happy. I'm sure he's happy. I hope he's good at decision making because he can't support all six. Well, he's still watching the videos. He's still really motivated. He's him. doing great. No. Well, why wouldn't he be? He so that it works. Massive amounts of attachment trauma. Sure. It's just horrible. Yeah. And so use your pain to grow. Okay? Because it's in these periods that you're going to find you're going to be the most dedicated. And if your ex comes back too soon, a lot of times 
You haven't done enough work to keep them. I see that a lot, Margaret. Yes, I, I will see people yeah. that an ex comes back right. three weeks later. And they're off the program. They start, they stop mm -hmm. watching the channel, and then they say, "You were right. I, I didn't listen to you in our Skype. I went back to my old ways." I remember. I can think of a guy right off the top of my head who did that. Well, people have to be ready. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to get you to. Yeah. You know. Obviously, there's only just Margaret and I, and there's hundreds of thousands of you guys watching my channel every month, and yes. it's only growing, yes. but we are committed to helping you grow, so you need to make that same level of commitment for yourself. Oh, I like that. Right? Yes. Because sometimes I feel like I'm working harder for somebody than they're working on themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah, but I know a therapist who used to say, now listen, if I'm making a commitment to be your therapist, you better give up the suicidality and stay alive for me to help you. That's right. <laughs> um, so I want to see you guys motivated. And, you know, we talk about... You You're know, worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You're you are. worth it. And even if they didn't see the value in you, or maybe they were just tired of your behavior, maybe they felt unsafe in their relationship, maybe they felt unloved, by your behavior, we're doing our best to assess that and help you turn that around. And so we just wanted to put out a, a really positive video for you guys because we know how discouraging it can be. Oh yes, absolutely. And I made an observation to Craig today. I'm relatively new to the Skyping. And one of the things that has struck me is that when I ask the person I'm talking with, and I'll say, well, you know, okay, so you've let me know about your your partner or your former partner and let me know what their strengths and weaknesses are. How about you? What do you have going for you? What are your strengths? And I get a long silence. Okay? So I just wanted to issue the invitation, anticipate that question, and give it a little bit of thought. Um, people have a terribly difficult time with that. I remember one time when I worked at a local agency, I advertised a self-esteem group and my phone blew up. There were many, many people out there who didn't feel like they had the self-concept or the sense of efficacy, meaning I can accomplish things in this world. I can do things. I can go places. I can do stuff. Um, so I just wanted to issue sort of an invitation of think what you would answer if you were asked that question. What do you have going for you? What's good about you? What things do you do well? Are you fun to be with? Do you have a sense of humor? Um, do you do fun things? Um, all those questions of why would, why would someone want to be with me? What do I have to bring to them? Um, and sometimes there are things that you don't even think of that people are attracted to you and you. So I'm just inviting you to take a look inward. Yeah. Okay. I'm extraordinarily handsome. Well, we all know that. <laughs> That's one of the things you have going for you. You should see the, uh, the list. It's really long. It's really long. What about your wonderful temperament? It's not bad. I've rarely seen this man in a bad mood over years. It's not bad. Uh, except going through a depression. Yes. In a break, over a breakup. Yeah. That was about it. But even then you weren't terribly grumpy or nasty or anything like that. No, I wouldn't say I was you grumpy or nasty. Just quietly sad. <laughs> just yeah. devastated yeah. In, inside. You know what I would love to see people do, Margaret? Yeah. Honestly, I would love to see people in the comment section write three or five things that they have going for them. Yeah, that well, what a wonderful idea. Yeah. You know, think about it. And if and you have trouble thinking about it, 
cause. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's what we're here for. But you know, a hundred things go into that. I can remember when I was growing up in Boston, um, and maybe it's an Irishism, I don't know, or maybe it was more generalized than that. But parents would say, if you tell your kid too many good things about him or herself, they'll get a swelled head. I've never heard of swelled head syndrome. Um, but what is that about? In other words, you don't reflect back to your children what's good about them. How are they to know? If they only hear negative stuff from parents or anyone around them, you know, we learn from the feedback we get. If people seem to like us, I think we say, well, okay, there must be something likable about me somewhere, even though it may not be obvious. Yeah. Um, and I think there have been a, no a number of other theories like that, that don't tell kids a lot of good stuff or they'll get an exaggerated view of themselves. Let me assure you, I've never had a case of that. Um, that I, I don't think that people can get too much support, encouragement, or feedback on good things. That's right. And so we're encouraging you. You know, even when you feel very discouraged, even when you feel like things are hopeless, yeah. they're not. And even when you feel like your situation with an ex is hopeless, it probably isn't. It's probably your overwhelming sense of doom. It's probably your history with attachment trauma and neglect or abandonment that's causing you to feel that way. But a lot of times your situation isn't nearly as bad as you think it is. Well, when you feel like that though, there's no talking you out of it. There's no, no. talking me out of it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sure. About some of the things that might have happened in your life that made you doubt what sort of a person you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this breakup would do that. Sure. Because when somebody leaves you, somebody that you really love, somebody that you thought you had a strong connection with, gets you at the core. It really makes you feel like, what did I do wrong? What did I do so wrong that they don't love me anymore? Right. Oh, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah. It is. It's probably the most painful feeling you could possibly have. And I know it too well, and that's what propelled me to learn all this stuff and to be so motivated right. to help you guys. Right. Because I felt hopeless and I felt completely clueless and had no idea how to handle things. Friends and family are always going to give bad advice. Yes, they try, they mean well, but usually not good. And I had somebody that even told me that today. I, of course, I went to friends and family, they gave me bad advice and that because, you know, he was handling it one way and then mid-conversation he went a completely different way. Actually, it wasn't mid-conversation. They were in a text conversation. Yeah. He wound up having a conversation with his mother. Mother's like, this, do, no, 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 do this, do this, do that. And all of a sudden, he completely flips the script. And now it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? This woman's getting oh, yeah. two different mixed messages. Because yeah, yeah. he's saying one thing, and then a little bit later, com acting completely differently. Right. So. That wouldn't work at all. You'd have to be consistent. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so. We know how hard it is to go through this. Margaret has such an understanding of depression and anxiety and loss and issues with family of origin. I highly recommend you do a Skype with her and you'll see for yourself how much better you feel and how much insight you might even get just from one session with her. The other thing is people blame things, all blame things on themselves incredibly commonly and you know none of us chose the family we were born into none of us chose the, the problems we grew up with so many times 
it's an it's a quick relief of guilt that you've carried. And I remember one person who said to us very suddenly one day, "My God, then it's not my fault." No, you didn't choose the family you were born into. No, and yeah. you didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice if you had a parent that was anxious or depressed or a drug addict or abusive or a bipolar stepfather. And no, it wasn't normal. No, it wasn't normal. And so now you have to work through that trauma. Otherwise, you're going to continue to act out those relationships with your partners. Yes, in an effort to fix it. And you've got to figure it out because you don't want to keep going over and over and over and making those same mistakes and even unconsciously putting that person into that role. That's right. That's right. I had an alcoholic father, I wasn't able to fix him, so you better start drinking so I can fix you. Yep, and we do it. Yeah, we, do. we do it. So, you know, leave in the comment section, you know, maybe three or five things of, that are strengths for you, that you have going for you. Yeah. And Margaret is still trying to figure out YouTube a little bit, but she's trying to <laughs> figure out the comment <laughs> sections and how she can even start commenting for you guys yeah. to let you know she's there. Yeah, you're right. I haven't mastered that yet, but I'm working <laughs> hard on it. The internet can get on there and see your comments and maybe make some yes. comments too. Yes. But um, we just wanted you to think about that. And, and we do recognize how hard it is to go through a breakup. Margaret's been there for several of mine yep. and helped me through them and helped me figure all this stuff along the way over the years. Right. And so now we're trying to teach you to empower you. It was almost miraculous. Once you put it together, it all made sense. It really was. You, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it was incredible, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, so now we're trying to, you know, put that in all the videos and educate you guys as much as we possibly can. And we do appreciate all the support from you guys and the encouragement that we get. Cause Indeed. You guys yes. absolutely yes. are the best. I cannot be more happy every single day. I get people that are excited to talk to me yes and I love talking with you guys anybody that's done a Skype knows and it's what it's crazy I talked to somebody today I hadn't heard from them in four months and I was able to put their story together in about five minutes yeah. and she was like how do you remember that I mean little details yeah but if you've seen a real life person that you had a real life relationship with you do remember yeah yeah absolutely yeah so we hope that this makes you feel a little bit better and makes you realize that you do have po positive qualities Everybody in yourself does. and you're working hard to make those things even better. Right. So if you want to get our help personally, just go to the website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. If you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is now available I'm to available do Skype for coaching. Skype. And that's it for this video, and we will talk with you soon.